It's time to be the queen of your stress. With the queen of stress, Dr. M. Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to today's episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to help inspire change in how you see, manage, and use your stress, so you can be the queen of your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. In today's episode, I am super excited to be sharing the second part of the interview series that I recorded with the amazing Cindy O'Meara. Cindy is an amazing human. I've been following her for many, actually many decades, not even many years. It's it's definitely decades, which puts a timestamp on both of us, really. But she's an amazing lady that, as I said, I've been following for many years. In case you're not familiar with Cindy, Cindy's mission is to educate people on the value and nourishment of real foods. She strives to inform people of true and research health facts, encouraging critical thinkers in all aspects of well-being. She's an internationally acclaimed nutritionist and founder of Changing Habits. She's the author of Changing Habits, Changing Lives, and also the documentary creator of What's With Wheat. She's an all-round awesome lady. I hope you enjoy the second part of our interview series. You really activate the circadian rhythms that are happening in your body, get the serotonin flowing, stop the melatonin and and get out there and live life. Like I don't see the point in laying in bed. Yeah, absolutely. And also living life with other people. I mean, that, that human connection is so, so very important. And one of the things that um, I love is, is how... Um, as I said, how connected you are to food. If you have, if you're meeting somebody for the first time that hasn't had the benefit of growing up with a family that cooks, I was really lucky. I, I, I'm similar to you. I had a mum that loved having feet under the table. My dad cooked from scratch a lot of Hungarian food. My mum cooked a lot of all sorts of different things. So again, I had the pleasure of growing up watching that. I know um, some of my mates, so I'm in my early 40s, their parents were already in the chicken tonight phase because that was cool in the early 80s. Um, so they didn't get to watch that. And so if somebody's starting from scratch, literally, in terms of they've been used to eating really processed stuff and, and stuff out of packages, is there, is there some simple steps you would suggest that they can start with straight away so that they're not sending themselves into a stress state by thinking, oh, my God, nearly dropped the F-bond. I won't do that today. But, oh, my goodness, um, she wants me to make what? Is What would be some of the easy steps that you would suggest for people? Well, I wrote my book, Changing Habits, Changing Lives, back in 1998, and it was about looking at one part of your of your food. So one of the chapters was salt. So instead of eating a refined salt, let's go to a salt that's got lots of minerals in it. So what the salt um, industry does is that they leave sodium chloride in the mix but take out all the other minerals and then use those minerals for multi-mineral capsules or tablets or fortifying or whatever they're doing it for. And then they add anti-caking H's and bleaches. So I educate say, well, you've got the choice, you can have this type of salt or you can go for the unrefined salt. The same with sugar, you can go for the white sugar, which is 99.4% sucrose and 0.6% ash, or you can have this beautiful rapidura sugar that we have in our marketplace. And the thing about rapidura sugar, like when I, I make maleo, so maleo is a sugar syrup. So all it is is you put a whole bunch of sugar in a glass jar, you fill it with boiling water and or hot water and you make this amazing syrup. So you can't do that with white sugar. Mm. You, you cannot do it because it doesn't have the nutrition it, and it's got the most amazing smell. 
So it's, it, this is what I wrote in my book, Changing Habits, Changing Lives, is just doing a, a pantry swap a week or when you run out, looking at your breakfast, what is your breakfast cereal that you're consuming, read the ingredients. Are you really prepared to feed that to your family when you know, what, you know what it's all about? You know, it's really interesting. I, I had a meeting yesterday with a very high-flying businessman who's in the food industry. Mm. And you know what he said to me? He said, who's the food industry, Cindy? Um, he said, I, am, I have one of the biggest food producing, uh, and I'm not going to say industry, but um, businesses in Australia. Mm. But I've never had the food industry call me and tell me they're the food industry. I'm a man who's seeking answers because I know what's happening on the planet. I know what's happening in Australia. I know obesity and autoimmunity and all of that, and we are going to become accountable. Mm. And I want solutions, he said to me. And for the first time, I felt like I had an alliance with somebody that was realising that there is a problem mm. and that we need a solution. And he was looking to me, to me. I'm like going, you're looking to me. I fought you guys my whole life, you know. Mm. He said he felt like a scolded child when I told him that he should take out the natural flavourings because they're <laughs> full of chemicals. But I, for the first time I started to think I have to align myself with this industry and let's take it step by step. When I, when I talked about natural flavourings to him, he said to me, Perhaps that's chapter 14, Cindy. And I said, you know what? That's chapter 14 in my book. Yeah. So, I, you know, while I am perfection in how I view food and I can't always get that perfection, but that's what I view, I have to also look at the people that are going, how can I do better without having to go to your level at this point in my life? And I've had to, you know, I, I laid awake last night I'm not one that lays awake very much, but I really laid awake listening to or repeating in my voice what this gentleman said to me mm. and realised that let's just start, at least let's start. Let's look at what we can do in your industry to make things that little bit better for the people that buy from you. Like he's a, you know, almost a billion-dollar mm. company. I'm, a, I'm not there. And I said to him, the reason you're the billion-dollar company and I'm not is because I feel like I am pushing um, shit. You can, say shit. No, you can totally say shit. I often say fuck on here too, but I'm trying yeah. to, I was trying to be polite today because <laughs> I had a guest on. But I feel like I am. I feel like I'm putting, putting pushing shit, shit uphill and, and diarrhoea at the, at the best of it. <laughs> and yet he has this industry where he can make change in phenomenal ways and so um i feel for the people that are listening that are not in that perfection let's look at what we can do and my book changing habits changing lives and the the new version which is the 2018 version really looks into the industry and really looks into saying are you prepared to consume this if you're not then here's your answer here's the alternative and that's what they're looking for they're saying what can we do he was talking about big business that is going sideways and downwards and losing because they're not up with the play as to what people are looking for in the, as far as they want to be healthy. They know they've got to be healthy. They know they've got to eat well. They just don't know how to do it and it's not easily accessible. Mm. 
So watch this space. I think we're going to start to see some major changes. I'm looking forward to that because what I love about what you're saying is that, you know, for BQS listeners, in case you didn't catch it, well, the first thing Cindy said was look at what salt you're using. Like this isn't hard stuff, folks. This is stuff that you can make change straight away. And and it's about making the right steps at the right time for you and having the right resources. So we'll make sure we've got links to uh, Cindy's book in the show notes in case you want to get access to it. I think if you release that in 1998, Cindy, I probably had a copy within the 12 months of it releasing because um, for those of you who may or may not be aware, there's definitely a chiropractic connection in your family and, uh, and I can remember seeing you many, many moons ago, like a lot of moons ago, speaking at a dynamic growth congress. I uh, would have been in Queensland at what was Conrad's at Jupiter's. Oh, wow. I know. I am that old. Um, and as are you. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm probably I, older. <laughs> I, I reckon you might have me by a couple of years. But it's one of those, it's one of those things where I've, I've, the information in the book, the original version, was really helpful in terms of really focusing on um, the, the simplicity of what eating real food can actually have on your system. And, and this is something that you teach now, isn't it? You actually help people understand that better. Yeah, I, it's so funny because I wrote the book, but people wanted more. Mm. And so about four years ago, I created a course. It's a 12-month course, and I did it with the help of a professor, Dr. Stephen Myers, who's our head of education. And he's a professor in biomedical science and has just released a book. I um, can't remember the name about it, but it was about microbiome and the gut. He, pre- he um, released it with a microbiologist. But he had a profound... Uh, I guess, learning basis for me and I had a profound learning basis for him. And together we created this amazing course um, called the Nutrition Academy and it's the fundamentals and the applied um, of nutrition. Mm-hmm. And, and I did it in the beginning just so people had more knowledge and then it was now that I've got this knowledge, I want to do something with it, Cindy. So we talked about well, what can you do with this knowledge? And it's phenomenal what you can do when you have the knowledge because not only are you learning, but you're growing with your, your, how you do things, where you buy your meat, where you buy your fruits and vegetables, where you buy your grains, nuts, seeds, spices, herbs. So you become the expert in your community in understanding where to buy it. You become the person that is able to help that mother that said, oh, I have to go on this GAPS program. Or my chiropractor said, I have to eat real foods. I don't know how to eat real foods. I only know how to eat, you know, macaroni and cheese and breakfast cereals and lean cuisine and healthy choice. So I think it's about teaching enough information that allows you to be that, that grandmother or that mother that did teach the daughter or the son how to find food, you know, hunt and gather and then cook. And we've lost those cultures and traditions and it's about bringing those cultures and traditions back and then you becoming a force of change within your own community or your own family. You don't have to do it for a community. You can do it for just your family. So the Nutrition Academy uh, started around four years ago now and every year we um, do graduation and we do a beautiful summit where you learn more information and it's become a community in itself In everybody helps everybody else and then they help them, other people in their community who have no idea. So it's a, it's a journey. And with anything, we have to start with our first step. It's like how do you climb a mountain one step at a time? Mm. Unless you've got a chopper, then, you know, it's a little bit easier. But the chopper 
requires a pilot and a vehicle and so many more things. Whereas if you don't have the money for a chopper and a, ve a, a vehicle and all of those things, then you have to go, well, what's my first step? That might be salt. What's my second step? Well, that might be sugar. Where do I find my fruits and vegetables? That might be your third step. Where can I source at least some organic food? How do I grow a garden so that I know what's in my food? You know, I spent, and I said this at the summit, I spent $75 at the end of, of the summer on seedlings, mm. planted them in my garden, and it's now, I don't know when this is going to go on, but it's now nearly all, what are we, are August, we're going yeah, into it's, September, it's and I'm spring still when this goes live. reaping. Yeah. I am still reaping things from that garden and it just I just can't even keep up I look at it and I go I'll have to give some of this away otherwise you know it's just incredible it's well, maybe maybe somewhere in there if it's not already happening we might need a garden course because I can kill plants faster than lightning so I'm very good at sourcing other <laughs> we are putting a garden course in and it'll it'll be it's a nutrient dense excellent um, it's called nutrient dense food production I love so, it yeah, because we need nutrient-dense food production. Organic doesn't necessarily mean nutrient-dense. Yes. Chemical-free doesn't mean nutrient-dense. We now have um, a revolution happening and it's called regenerative farming and it's about getting the soil ecology right. It's like our gut ecology. If the gut ecology isn't right and your immune system doesn't work, you don't make the precursors for your um, neurotransmitters, you don't have folic acid, you can't make vitamin K and... Um, you know, your communication system in your cells aren't working. You can't, um, you know, have a digestive system that works. You, you get constipation or diarrhea. If that ecology is not working, mm. if that ecology is working, it's like a symphony. It's an amazing symphony where it's producing things for you. You've got all the energy in the world. You fight off disease and so on. So the same thing is happening in farming. There's a, a revolution in getting the ecology of the soil right because when the ecology of the soil is right, it produces nutrient-dense foods without chemicals, you know, and without because mm. the, the, the soil is like a water filter um, or your kidneys. It filters all of the bad stuff out and puts all the good stuff into that plant and then you consume it and it then, um, you know, not only gives you nutrients, but gives you the fiber and everything else in order to make your ecology right. So we've got to go back to basics and that mm. nutrient dense food production will be a part of the Nutrition Academy um, very, very soon. Well, I will look forward to keep my eye out for that. So I stop killing plants <laughs> and spend <laughs> watching it go to seed. Story but for another time. You did, you know, you did five years of university mm. in order to become a chiropractor. Yeah, true story. And I don't know how to do what you do. And so I go to you if I need an adjustment yeah. or I go to my husband or my father or my daughter or my sister, you know. <laughs> so I have a lot of chiropractors in my family. I was going to say, for BQS listeners, uh, how many chiropractors have there been and are there currently in your family? Because you have a long, a long history with chiropractors. Yeah, we have a very long history and we're at three generations now. So, and plus all my friends are chiropractors. Like, uh, I, like we're growing. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's insane, the chiropractor. But that's what I was brought up like and, so while my mum cooked and I learnt culture and tradition with food, my father was the chiropractor and he taught the philosophy of vitalism. Mm. So those two principles, culture and tradition and anthropological ways that we used to eat and consume food to get to us to this point in time, 
and the vitalistic principles of chiropractic, which was our, our body is an innate intelligence. Give it the right resources, sunlight, food, air, water, love, connection, and stop interference or take away interference, chiropractic adjustments, mm. um, making sure the nervous system is working well, medications and all of those things, then it will be healthy. But we don't give it the right resources. We interfere with it all the time. We don't trust the human body. Mm. And as a result, um, you know, we are getting sicker and sicker. And it's the same with food. We look at the anthropological principles and the vitalistic principles of food. I don't look at butter for its saturated fat. I look at it for its omega-3s. It's got butyrate in it. It's got all of these amazing really good. fats in it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like that was, that's one of the chapters in my book. Here's how margarine is made. This is the history of margarine. Are you sure you're prepared to consume this yeah. plastic, fantastic food? Like I've had a tub of margarine in a cupboard for 15 years. Wow. Gross. All it's done is created a layer of plastic over the top of it. <laughs> Disgusting. It's like how vegetable spreads and margarine ever became, you know, I don't know if people notice now, but there is no margarine on the supermarket shelf anymore. It's called vegetable spread or plant-based spreads. Or, but all they've done is change the, the chemistry of it. Instead of hydrogenating it, they've intersterified it. Instead of making a trans fat, they've made an intersterified fat. And preliminary research with intersterified fats shows an increase in, oh no, in eating it for four weeks shows a pre-diabetic state. You know, it's just, wow. it's about going back to basics, back to the natural. So replace your margarine with your butter, your white salt with your, your, your beautiful seaweed salts, your um, white sugar with your lovely sugars, your processed dairies with your unprocessed dairies. You know, so it's about just thinking. And going, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. If it's not organic, there's a good, you know, don't worry about it. Then go to that next step and it might be organic. And you might choose your concentrated foods to be organic. Yeah. I love it. Do you, you've been doing what you've been doing for a few decades now. Do you think it's, in some ways, I, I'll rephrase, do you think it's easier in general for the general population to eat well now or 20, 30 years ago? With all the shifts in ingredients and changes that happen to make food cheaper, in inverted commas. Yeah. So I started my education in 1980, so it's nearly 40 years mm. that I've been in the industry. So I would have said in the 80s it was a little bit easier. Mm. I would say now it's very difficult because mm. we're being fooled by a food industry that understands our psyche, knows that we want real natural foods, so we'll rename a preservative or a synthetic antioxidant as rosemary extract mm. or we'll rename artificial flavour, add one natural ingredient to a stream of 48 chemicals and call it natural flavour. We'll call, um, instead of using azo dyes, we'll use chlorophyll but then add propylene glycol, polysorbate 80 um, and all like sorbitol and all sorts of other things and, and call it green, natural green colouring. Mm. So I think the industry is rising to the occasion in fooling the consumer, but not only fooling the consumer. And, and I learned this last night when I spoke to this gentleman who, you know, has a huge food company. He said, we don't know any better. Mm. We're told by these companies, that 
it's like this is what it is. It's natural. When I said something about natural flavouring, he just wanted to shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, glad, I'm glad he didn't because that would have made today's interview a little oh, It wouldn't be, yeah. <laughs> would have been front page. <laughs> food product, producer kills natural real I, food expert. I, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's it for the second part of our interview series with the amazing Cindy O'Meara. Remember to join us on the BQS movement, request to join our closed Facebook group, or to continue to follow us on Insta or Facebook, join us at the Queen of Stress. That's it for this week, BQS listeners. Bye for now, and I'll catch you next week. Well, that's it for today's podcast, BQS listeners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, if you would like to subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to stay in touch, check out our Facebook page, The Queen of Stress, or on our Insta, The Queen of Stress. For more information and show notes, be sure to go to thequeenofstress.com to continue our journey together. Hope you have a fabulous week and I'll catch you next time. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.